Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. Hello and welcome back. Darren Mitchell here and you're listening to another episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast on this beautiful Friday, the last day of the working week, the 9th of July. And uh, where I am in the Macedon Ranges in Victoria, whilst it is uh, beautiful and sunny, not much of a cloud cover at all, it is freezing cold. In fact, I was out walking this morning, it was probably at, I reckon it was one degree Celsius, but it felt like minus three, minus four. I was walking on, uh, walking on the road, walking on grass, and it was crunching under my feet. It was freezing. So for those of you in the Northern Hemisphere listening right now, you're probably thinking, oh my God, it's beautiful and sunny and hot over here. I was at, in fact, I was talking to somebody from Las Vegas on earlier this week, and she was saying it was something like 109 Fahrenheit, which we did the conversion, was about 47 degrees Celsius, which was uh, extraordinary. Um, so it's uh, wherever you are in the world, hopefully uh, it's a nice day for you. <laughs> and look, as we uh, this will be a quick-fire podcast today as we finish off the working week and lead into the weekend. I uh, wanted to have a quick conversation around a key topic that's been coming up uh, a little bit lately, particularly with uh, with clients that have been uh, sharing some stuff, and it's all about a leader's frustration. Now, I often say this, and I experience this myself, that leadership is not necessarily for everybody. Now, a lot of people who are not not in a leadership position right now may look at leaders and look at the, well, the status that might come with it, the profile, the so-called materialistic things like the nice car, maybe the, the nice clothes, uh, the perception of maybe a bigger pay packet, etc., etc., but it is not always cracked up to what it uh, appears to be. And very often, uh, a lot of leaders get into the role and realize very quickly that, hey, this is not something that I really want to take on. It's not something I really wanted in the first place, although it th- I thought it was. And so we need to understand that leadership is not for everybody. Now, you can have a fantastic individual contributor, and I say this often, you can have a fantastic salesperson who is smashing their goals left, right, and center, and the company, for all intents and purposes, look at, looks at that person and says, hey, Johnny, you'll be a sensational sales leader because you're such a good salesperson. Go forth and teach your team how you become so successful so that they too can become successful. And poor old Johnny has got no idea because he's not given the support. Uh, he's just thrown or thrust into that particular position, and the expectation is that just almost through osmosis, that he will uh, he will teach his team how to be as successful as he has been, and so this is this is why it's not for everybody. Now, when you're in a position of of leadership, and particularly from a sales leadership point of view, very very quickly and very often you can become frustrated because it's not easy. You can be frustrated with your team, you can certainly be frustrated with your customers, um, you can be frustrated with yourself. But one of the biggest challenges, and very often you'll be frustrated with your one up manager or with your senior leaders. If you've been in a leadership position for a short period of time, you realize this to be 100% true. Now, the question is, what can we do about it? Now, this comes out of a conversation I was having with a client really recently, and this particular client was sharing with me how uh, there was a level of frustration in dealing with uh, their one-up manager. And their one-up manager seems to be, uh, based on the description and based on the examples we've been talking through, seems to be a person who is quite manipulative, quite political, uh, appears to be devoid devoid of any real compassion, any real gratitude, doesn't ask questions, so very dictatorial, very command and control, favors others, likes to gossip, likes to segregate people, and seems to only take one side of the story. 
Now, if you're probably sitting there thinking, wow, that describes the person that I know as well, and, and hopefully that's not yourself. But uh, if you've been around for a while, you'll find there'll be leaders like this, and in fact, there'll be individual contributors like this as well. So it's not necessarily just uh, confined to leadership. But from a leadership perspective, if you've got a leader above you who is demonstrating some of these characteristics, it makes it very, very difficult to develop. It makes it very, very difficult to know where you stand. And I've got to say, it makes it very difficult to create a culture where your team are engaged when you're saying one thing and potentially you've got a sales leader or a senior leader who is not necessarily demonstrating the same level of aptitude or the same level of approach that you have. So therefore, it could be a complete mismatch in terms of cultures because there's a mismatch in terms of values. And so as, as this particular client was sharing a number of examples where these sort of characteristics were playing out and providing evidence to support that. Uh, there was a question that the client asked, and, and that was, "Well, how can I change this person? How can I change? How can I influence this person to change them? And how can I change them because it's, they're doing irreparable damage to the business?" And the the short answer is, and you're probably thinking about this. Well, the short answer is, you can't. You cannot change them. So, how do we actually deal with them? Well. We've got to first of all understand that there's no way that we can change somebody else. And this goes back to a conversation I had a couple of years ago with a client. Uh, God bless him. The first session we had, he came in and he had, I think he said he had about 90, 90 people reporting to him, not directly, but within his team. And in the first first session, probably the first in the first sentence, he said, when I asked him, so what would be a key outcome for you in the coaching uh, program that we're going to work together on? And he said, my ideal outcome would be you need to help me to help other people change. And I said, "Great, Peter, you're going to be you're going to love this because uh, what we'll be working on is we'll be working on changing you because that was, that's the only thing we can change." And I got to say, he took that on the chin. Uh, he we had a bit of a challenging conversation straight after that, but I must say, through the through the process of working with him, he actually realised that the the only person he could change was actually himself. And when he took responsibility for that and made some adjustments, then all of a sudden everything around him started to change. So the perception was everybody around him was therefore changing. And that's how he actually influenced the group. So I had exactly the same conversation with this particular client. And I said the first and foremost, and hopefully this makes sense for you guys as well, and that is no matter what's happening in our environment, whether you've got a frustrating sales leader, whether you've got a frustrating customer, whether you've got a frustrating team, or anything in between, if people are frustrating you, the first thing we have to ask ourselves is, okay, what is causing me to feel frustrated based on the behavior of this particular individual? Because here's the thing, we cannot see people as they are. We can only see people as we are. So there's got to be something in in the person that we're seeing that is in, in conflict potentially with the characteristics of ourselves that we're not necessarily um, happy with or we, we're sort of um, trying to grapple with. And so the first and foremost is you've got to realize that the only person we can change is ourselves. And the way to do that is first of all, take 100% responsibility for what is happening, irrespective of whether we're causing it or not. Now, as, as frustrating as this might sound and is... If this goes against every fiber of your being and say, no way, I'm not going to take responsibility for this person because this person needs to take responsibility for themselves. Well, yes, that might be true. But if they're not prepared to take responsibility for themselves, then we have to take responsibility for the entire situation. And why is that? Because then we have the choice and we have the power to choose the response to any situation that we find ourselves in. And that will naturally start to lower the level of frustration. And so how do we do this? And this is the conversation I had a couple of days ago. How do we do this? Well, in taking responsibility, we have to know a number of different things. First of all, we have to know what our standards are. What are the standards that we hold near and dear to us 
And that could be uh, values, it could be what are your expectations around behavior? Uh, are you going to be demonstrating integrity? Are you going to be somebody who's a great listener? Are you going to ask great questions? Whatever the case might be. So what are your standards? Now, once you know that and once you articulate this, and I've got to say, there are many, many leaders out there who first of all don't know what their standards are and they just literally uh, they go with the wind. They don't know what their standards are and certainly don't demonstrate what those standards are. Is it any wonder there's a level of frustration that happens? So you've got to know your standards. You've got to know what you stand for. Therefore, you've got to know what your values are. Once you've got those down pat, we then have to think about, okay, how do I express these standards and how do I set the expectations of others? This becomes your bedrock. This becomes your foundation. This becomes your benchmark. How do I express these standards? What do I allow to happen and what will I not stand for? What will I allow to happen and what will I not stand for? And you're going to be really, really rigid with this. And this is where a lot of people don't, they fall down because they don't know what their standards are. Therefore, they can't select and create the boundaries from which to then have conversations and let other people know about what the standards are. And this is so, so critical. And just doing this in itself will start to alleviate and start to reduce a lot of the levels of frustration that many, many sales leaders in particular experience. Now, once you've expressed those, we need to then use every opportunity to demonstrate them. So we need to be a model of excellence. And this is where consistency comes in. We have to be relentless in our consistency of demonstrating these standards. It is non-negotiable. I don't care who it is, whether it's the managing director coming in or whether it's the cleaner coming in, the standards have to be the standards and we have to adhere to the standards and we therefore need to be the model of excellence according to those standards. Now, I said to this, I said to this as the client yesterday, I said, if you get if you get feedback and the worst feedback you get is, oh my God, at least this person is consistent and at least this person you know exactly what they're thinking and what they're saying because they'll tell you. They're, they've got a level of integrity. So you don't have to guess. If, you, if that's what you get, then that's the greatest piece of feedback you can ever get because many people get feedback to say, I don't know whether this person is going from the dark side today or coming from the light side. So it's almost like the Jekyll and Hyde schizophrenia type approach. So don't do that. We need to be relentless in the consistency around our standards. The next thing we need to think about is just feedback, feedback, feedback. Every single conversation is a feedback conversation. Now, it's an opportunity for feedback, whether that's a verbal feedback conversation or, it's, or at least a non-verbal conversation. It's it's just every single opportunity we've got is feedback. And, we, and we've talked about this a lot on the podcast that we as sales leaders in particular need to be feedback-seeking machines. And therefore, we need to create an environment where feedback is not only expected, it is demanded. So feedback, feedback, feedback. So that's feedback to the people that you're dealing with and certainly feedback to leaders who are causing a level of frustration or at least causing you to feel a level of frustration through their actions or through their lack of actions. So feedback, feedback, feedback. And as part of that, we need to get better at and have the courage to ask more challenging questions. And these questions need to be penetrating questions and open-ended questions that literally forces people to answer the questions. Now, this is not the double bind type questions, which is the like the double negative. And an example of that would be, well, how long since you've stopped uh, stealing from the company, et cetera, et cetera, which has got a presupposition of you've always been stealing. These are open-ended questions, but will challenge the person to actually really look at the situation and provide some feedback based on that particular situation. So ask challenging questions and never, ever accept opinion. Always focus on the facts. And this is the key point I, I spoke to this client with uh, a couple of days ago is a lot of the a lot of the description of the story was based on hearsay, third-person rhetoric it's we can't accept that so we don't deal with opinion we can only deal with facts and this is why asking questions and asking really challenging questions is critical because we've got to get to the facts and only when we have the facts can we therefore make 
a judgment call as to what the next process will be or what the next course of action is going to be. So have a relentless pursuit of the facts. Don't get caught up in opinion because a lot of opinion, opinion will be based on story and it'll be based on bias. And this is where a lot of the frustration can come in. And we can actually dig ourselves a hole sometimes of which we find it very, very difficult to get out. So chase the facts. And I said the last thing about this particular leader that was causing this frustration was uh, it's about, I think this person almost wants to be friends with the team rather than actually being respected. And I said, as a leader, it's not about being friends. You can be friendly, but it's not about being best friends with your team because sometimes you can be put into a position which may be quite compromising because you'll be expected to side with the people based on friendships. And this is not what a leader, a great leader does. They will, they create a, uh, not so much barriers, but they'll create a, a structure. They'll be creating some boundaries so that they know what they stand for, they know what the standards are, they set the expectations, they demonstrate those expectations and those standards at every opportunity through modeling excellence, not just through what they say. They do this consistently because they know it's more about being respected than it is about being liked. So that was that was a very, very interesting conversation I had with this leader and I gave, I gave them some stuff to think about and, and at the end of the conversation, they had a, a higher level of confidence that they'll be able to have that conversation the next opportunity that uh, the situation arose where they needed to step in rather than uh, perhaps leaning back. So hopefully there's something in that uh, of value for you as well, particularly if you're dealing with uh, some people within your environment who may be creating a level of frustration in you right now. So just remember there's something uh, there's something that's happening in that environment that's causing you to feel a level of frustration. So don't externalize the blame Take full responsibility and then uh, think about some of the things we've spoken about today and you should be in a position to move through and actually have the conversations and reset the expectations if you need to reset those. So trust that message helps and uh, as always, if you'd like to have a conversation and maybe think about working together one-on-one to help you take your sales leadership to the exceptional level, you know the drill. Simply go to my calendar, leadwithdarren.com. We'll have a conversation and look forward to working with you one-on-one and helping you take your leadership to the exceptional level over the next 90 days or so. So with that, have a phenomenal weekend, have a restful weekend, re-energize, reload, and get ready to uh, relaunch for the new working week on Monday. And as always, look forward to speaking with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.